0: I know that there are a lot of school leaders out there who are looking to share their voice out with the masses who, like me, have a lot of things to say about education. Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you a little bit. Anchor is free. And the great thing about Anchor is there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. The other great thing about Anchor is that it will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. And it's everything you need right in one area to make your podcast. It's great. So, if you're curious about how to start your own podcast and share your voice with the masses, then download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started today. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the sound of my kids. So you might be thinking that I took this uh, sound bite when we were outside playing or we were going on a hike or riding our bike or whatever it might be. But no, I actually stopped one day after a meeting to record this video. And I took the sound bite and edited here on the podcast. This video is of my kids actually sitting right next to my desk chair peeking into the video that I, a video meeting that I was leading and uh, they thought it was so hilarious that they could see their reflection through the video and they were actually interrupting a meeting that I was leading. Now, if you know anything about me, I am an extreme rule follower. So this was a little hard for me to get used to and and, and adjust my expectations in my mind first. But after I adjusted my expectations and uh, set some norms with my team as a leader... I was actually able to lead a productive meeting and have led productive meetings since I've been able to adjust the expectations in my mind. So if you are a parent and you are also an educator that is expected to uh, lead some type of online learning or communicate with your team via some sort of a uh, live video platform, then this is the podcast for you. We're going to talk about today five tips for helping parents that also teach. Stay tuned. Oh, one more thing. Stay tuned to the end of the episode and I can tell you how you can get the special content content upgrade. There's a special content upgrade that is compatible with this podcast. So, make sure you're listening to the end so you ca- so I can tell you how you can get your special content upgrade. All right. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Educating on Purpose podcast. This is the podcast designed to provide educators with practical strategies for empowering students and educating with a purpose. I'm your host, Brandon House. What's up, everybody? It's Brandon here for another episode of Educate on Purpose. I hope that you guys are having a fantastic week. I am having a fantastic week. It's been kind of weird you know, doing this whole work from home thing. You know, I have tried to set up a routine for myself. Uh, usually, my day, my work day, starts uh, somewhere between eight thirty, nine o'clock, and I've been really trying hard to finish up sometime between uh, four, four thirty, uh, most days. And so, it's it's really been unique. For me, because I've had to try to squeeze a lot of what I do in one day uh, into a smaller amount of time. But uh, I, I really felt that during this time, during the coronavirus era that I thought it would be uh, important for me to invest time in my family, and my own personal well-being. And you know, here on the Educate on Purpose podcast, our philosophy is is that you can't educate your kids unless you have taken care of yourself and your priorities first. So uh, for me, it's always family first, it's always my faith, uh, and then we uh, worry about the education afterwards, so we have to be our best selves so we can give our best selves to our kids. Uh, speaking of giving our best best selves, today's episode is talking about how we can be our best self as a parent and as a teacher. You see, parenting is hard. I don't know if you knew this, but it's hard. And some of you that are young parents where you may have newborns at home uh, and you're still getting used to the sleep schedule and waking up in the middle of the night and you are now at home 24-7 with your newborn and you are also expected to teach and teach online, and some of you are doing, you know, Zoom or Google or FaceTime or whatever it might be. Everybody's doing their own little thing, and they're all connecting to kids, or so they're making videos, or doing Google Classroom. So there's a lot of things going on, all while you're at home with your kids. For me, I have uh, three little ones here at home that are uh, also in the background, while I lead meetings, and while I am supporting my uh, leaders, while I'm supporting teachers, while I'm connecting with parents and with students. And so it could be a lot. It could be rather overwhelming. And, you know, if you thought that just teaching was hard, try teaching while parenting at the same time. So I thought that today would be a very uh, informative way for us as parents uh, to to attack the you know this this weird environment that we're in. I thought that today would be a great opportunity for us to just share some of the tips and tricks that we could use as parents to make sure that we are also taking care of the needs of our students while we're taking care of the needs of our children. So, uh, this episode is about five tips. We've got five tips today that we can share with you as a parent that you can use while you're teaching. So let's jump right into it. This is tip number one for parenting while teaching. So tip number 1 is if you are a teacher even even if you are a leader and you're a principal or an assistant principal you can use this tip as uh, as well but this is mainly for teachers T- tip number 1 is teach the lesson to your child. So think about this. You are expected to record a YouTube video once a week and post it on Google Classroom. You're expected to teach a live learning lesson, a write lesson plans, and uh, you have paper copies that are being sent out each day. And you are just distracted Every moment by your child who's asking for a snack or they want to go outside and play and you're having a hard time keeping them engaged with, uh, and occupied with something else while you're trying to work, well, this is a great opportunity for you to incorporate your child into your lesson. Now, this may be a little tricky depending on the age of your child. It's a little harder if you have a newborn or, you know, a a baby. Uh, This might be a little bit harder to do. But if your child is, you know... For ages four on up to high school, you know, or even some of you who are are parents that have your college students who came back from their college or university, you can use them within your lesson. So um, I know for me, when I'm teaching a lesson, I don't just stand up and teach uh, whatever content I want to teach I like to use the audience participation to sort of gauge whether or not the lesson is making sense. And so one thing that you could do is you could teach the lesson, whether it's recorded or whether it is um, live, you could teach this lesson to your students, uh, to your children sorry. So, you know, you could ask your child to come sit in front of you and you teach the lesson to them and you record yourself while you're teaching it in front of you. Or um, while you're teaching it live, they could just sit right next to you and you're teaching a lesson to them. And it may be a little bit over their head. If you teach eighth grade and your child is five, it might be a little, little challenging, but there is absolutely nothing wrong with asking your child to say, hey, You know, um, John, can you go over and grab me a pencil real quick in the middle of your lesson? It's normal. It's natural. And in fact, I think that a lot of your students, while they're watching those videos or watching you online live, they will see a little bit of the humanity. They love to see a teacher outside of their element. Think about this. If you've ever been a teacher that uh, goes to the supermarket and you're getting your groceries and you look over and all of a sudden you say, hey, Mr. House, Mr. House, Mr. House. And that student that you have in class, they see you at the grocery store. Now, some of you may want to turn and walk the other way because you're walking around in your sweatpants and your hair is not combed or whatever it might be. But those kids get so excited because they see you in a in a different um, in a different frame, and so don't be afraid to use your own children while you're teaching because they get to see a part of you that makes you more human. So tip number one is teach the lesson to your own child or use your child within your lesson. Tip number two is pre-record your lesson or use. YouTube. So uh, this is an opportunity for some of those young parents who may have to step away every now and then because their child may need to be fed or the diaper might be changed, need to be changed or something like that. And you can't constantly, at least for an hour, sit in front of the screen and make sure that all of your students are learning. So my suggestion would be that you pre-record your lesson. This means when uh, your, your your baby's down for a nap or whether they're just uh, down for the night, you can take this opportunity on your cell phone, on your computer, the, via webcam. You can pre-record your lesson. And then when you go live, you all you have to do is show that lesson that you pre-recorded the night before or the week before, whenever your lesson plans are due and uh, you can go that route or if you just don't have the time to record a lesson and you can't really fathom thinking about creating a lesson there are tons and tons of resources on YouTube. There are teachers who are already recording lessons, and they have posted those things online. And I can almost guarantee you that you can find some sort of lesson that correlates with the standard that you're teaching, with the topic that you're teaching. And so when you are teaching live online, you play that video, that means that you can step away for a second, go take care of your own child's needs. Maybe they need, uh, you know, a snack. Maybe they just need for you to help them with their homework for a second. And then you can come back and after the video's done, you can check in on your students and make sure everything's okay. Uh, so this gives you the flexibility that you don't have to necessarily be tied to your screen the entire time while your students are on live With you. You just got to make sure that you've got a listening ear in the background and making sure that everything's okay. And uh, the next tip will also help you with making sure that you have the flexibility to step away. So let's step into step number three, or tip number three, excuse me, tip number three. So tip number one was teach the lesson to your child. Tip number two is pre record the lesson or use YouTube. And Tip number three is co-teach with a colleague. So uh, think about it this way. You're in a classroom and you're teaching and all of a sudden there's a situation that comes up. Let's say that you get a, a an all call from the office. Beep, Miss Johnson, uh, there's a parent at the front office that needs to speak to you for a second. Can you step away from your classroom? What's the first thing that you do? You you walk across the hallway or you walk next door and you ask your colleague to come step into your classroom and watch your class while you go handle this personal situation up at the front. It's the same thing that can happen online. If you are co-teaching with a colleague, then what can happen is, is that if you need to step away, your colleague can step right in and keep the lesson moving while you move away from your screen for a second to go handle whatever needs you need to take care of. Um, And so this may mean that you have to, once again, all of the, the kid needs, somebody needs homework, somebody needs their diaper changed, somebody just needs for you to pay attention to them for a little bit. You can say, hey, Miss Johnson, I'm going to step away for a second. Do you mind keeping things going? And while Miss Johnson's keeping things going, you can take care of your child's needs and then you can come back. This also ties in very well to step number two or tip number two where we pre-record the lesson. Um, while that lesson video is playing, Ms. Johnson or your co-teacher, they could be monitoring the screen, making sure that all the students are engaged and the watching the video. And if there are any questions during the video, Ms. Johnson or your co-teacher could, uh, continue to ensure that they can answer any of those questions while the video is playing. So, uh, Tip number three is co teach with a colleague. This is a very, very, I strongly recommend this. And on top of just uh, making sure that the content is being taught, another thing that is also really helpful is that uh, thinking about classroom management. You know, if you're teaching and you're presenting the content, you don't always have the opportunity to scroll through and make sure that everybody is on their video and they're paying attention and they're not fighting with the brother and sister in the background, whatever it might be. And so your co-teacher might be able to scroll through and look at all of the screens and make sure every child is engaged and just may help you with calling on students or whatever it might be while uh, you're you're teaching, so that's just a that's a quick bonus right there that if you aren't using a co-teacher during your live lessons, you might want to just call up a friend and say, "Hey, you know when are you teaching i um, Could you jump over and help me when I'm teaching and I'll help you when when you're teaching Great, and let's move on to tip number four. Remember the first tip is teach the lesson." To your child tip number two is pre-record the lesson tip number three is co-teach with a colleague and tip number four shorter is better think about it our students are digital natives if you don't know what that means that basically means that our students don't know a world without technology And the way that technology works now is that if you don't grab the attention of your students within the first seven seconds, the research shows it, the first seven seconds, you have to really grab the attention of your students, especially in front of a screen. If you don't grab their attention within the first seven seconds, you've lost them for the rest of the time. They have the option to scroll up. They have the option to swipe right, whatever it might be. They have the option to just uh, scroll right past you and say they do not want to engage. So think of the world of YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all of these things. These are the things that our students are engaging with on a daily basis. And if it's not an instant, an instant engagement, the students are already moving on to the next Uh, task, the next idea, something that's a little more engaging. So that means as educators that are now teaching our students online, we have to think about our education as instant engagement. And that also means that it has to be short and concise. The research shows that most people don't watch videos beyond three to five minutes. So if we're creating a five minute lesson, then that's good enough. But if we're creating a 10 minute lesson, a video online, uh, then that might be a little too long. You may have to break that up into smaller chunks and then you have to switch it up. So think about this when you're doing short and concise lessons, how does that help you as a, as a parent? So, if I am teaching a short and concise little bit of p- piece of information, I'm delivering that really quickly. Afterwards, I can give them a task to work on. So, I might s- stand up and or not stand up, but I might be in front of the screen and say, "All right, here's what we're going to do. We are going to read the short blurb from this article in Time magazine." Now, after we read this article from Time Magazine, I want you to take the next five minutes to write your response to this article. Be sure to use X, Y, and Z vocabulary and explain your reasoning. You know, yada, 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 all of those those important standards that we need to have. Now, while they're doing their task you can step away for a second and go handle your child. Once again, these are all little short ways that you can go and handle whatever needs you need to handle in your home. And so you deliver a short, concise little mini lesson, brief uh, idea that you want to present to the students. And then you give them a certain amount of time to work independently on the task. And then you can come back to the screen. So, Shorter is better. If you try to spend a long time lecturing, especially while your kids are in the background, you're going to get frustrated. The students watching you are going to get frustrated. They're going to sense your frustration. They're going to be way more entertained with you trying to wrestle with your kids than they are with uh, the, the lesson itself. So make sure that you have a short, concise message that you want to deliver, then give them a task. Then come back to it again, give them another three to five minute uh, engagement piece, uh, and then give them another task. Have, have them respond to whatever three to five minute presentation that you give. Then back and forth until you've completely delivered your lesson. But those short three to five minute pieces of engagement keep the, the levels of engagement high. It also during those times where they're doing their independent work, allows you to step away for a brief second and to go handle whatever you need to handle at your own home. So we've tackled four tips for being a parent and a teacher at the same time at home. Remember, tip number one, teach your lesson to your children. Tip number two, pre-record the lesson. Or use YouTube, tip number three, co-teach with a colleague, tip number four, shorter is better, and tip number five, this is probably the most important one especially for all of us educators who were probably good at school, who did everything perfectly. We get all A's on our test. We probably still have all of our tests in a little folder packed away somewhere that we could pull out and reminisce about the good old days of learning when we were able to sit in class and get all of the A's and do everything perfectly. That was me as a student. I loved getting all of the A's and doing everything right. But parents, if you haven't learned this by now, you will learn it very soon that nothing is perfect in the world of parenting. Teachers, even if you aren't a parent right now, nothing is perfect in the world of teaching. You can't always make your lesson exactly the way that you want it. It doesn't go that way. Humans are humans. They're bound to make mistakes. They're bound to do something that is unexpected. So tip number five is this. Change your expectations. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to lower your expectations and you're not going to strive for academic rigor and you're not going to strive to make sure that your students are getting the best possible education that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying you have to change your mindset about what the environment looks like. We are in a completely different time now where the the coronavirus has caused things to just change and what classroom management looked like in a traditional classroom doesn't look the same now. Obviously, we're here with our families. We're here with... Uh, you know, I have two dogs, they're in the background, and whenever the doorbell rings, the dogs bark while I'm leading a meeting. It's crazy. And so, what I've had to do is, I've had to change my mindset of what these online learning opportunities look like. I know now that sometimes my kids. May be entertained by the video that's going on on my screen, and they may sneak up behind my office chair and play peekaboo with the leaders that I lead online on the other side of the screen. They th- the other day, my son, while I was uh, leading a meeting full of leaders, he walks up and says "fart, fart, 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 fart," and he just thought it was so funny that he was saying the word "fart" in the background. And all of the leaders started laughing. I was a little embarrassed, slightly frustrated. But at the end of the day, I knew it was okay because I set up some expectations before the meeting. And I said, hey, just so you know, I do have three kids here at home. I have two dogs. And if you hear them barking in the background, just ignore it. If you hear my kids running around, yeah, if they bark too, sometimes they might do that. But if you hear my kids in the background, that's okay as well. They're just playing around and uh, we'll keep the meeting going as best as we can. They may want to pop in and say hi. As soon as you set that expectation, it changes the atmosphere of your classroom or the meeting that you're leading. It suddenly makes you, once again, human, and people appreciate that. Your students are going to be okay, and they now know that the expectation is if Miss Johnson gets distracted because her child comes into the, the video, that I'm expected to still do the same thing that I was expected to do before her child came into the video. So you've already set up those expectations They're just a little different now. The rules have changed. So don't expect a perfect classroom where all of your students on the other side of the screen are perfectly sitting at a desk with a pencil and a paper. And they're raising their hand in front of the camera waiting for you to call on them. And everybody's perfectly engaged. You may have to change your own personal expectations and know that things aren't going to go perfectly they aren't going to be the exact same way they were while you were in your classroom. Now, there are some opportunities for you to create your recreate your classroom online that you had uh, in a traditional classroom. Think about how you could create some classroom expectations. You know, before you start the classroom lesson, you may say, um, make sure that you have a pencil and paper in front of you. When you see me hold up two fingers in front of the camera, I wanna see how many eyes I can see in front of the camera. I'm going to count and see if I have all 30 of my eyes looking at the camera. Those are all little things, expectations that you can set up ahead of time. The other thing is, speaking of expectations, not only are you setting the expectations for the people that you're talking to on the other side of the camera, you may have to set up some expectations for your children as well. And so sometimes what I do before I get onto a call or I log on to a meeting, I say to my kids, hey, daddy's about to make a call. This is a very important conference call. If you could just make sure that you're staying quiet and helping me out, that would be really great. And so they, my children love the challenge of being quiet sometimes And so they'll try to sneak into where I lead meetings and they just want to sit in the background and listen to me talk and try to see how long they can go without making a noise or without being noticed. Um, One time my child dressed up uh, in his Captain America costume and snuck into where I was leading the meeting in the room where I was leading the meeting and just kind of stood behind me and... Nobody could see him. I couldn't even see him, but he wanted to see how long he could stand behind me in the video and nobody would notice. It was a fun game for him, but I still was able to accomplish a productive meeting. And uh, at the end of the time, when I turned around, it was really funny to see him dressed up like Captain America, just staring at me. It was kind of creepy. Anyway, so Uh, Those are the five tips for all of you parents out there that are educators. Remember, educating on purpose not only means that we are educating our students, but sometimes we have to take care of ourselves and take care of our families. So let's just review before we finish up the show here. Remember, tip number one, teach the lesson to your own children. Tip number two, pre-record the lesson Or use YouTube lessons. Tip number three, co-teach with a colleague. Tip number four, shorter is better. And tip number five, change your expectations. Now, I know that some of you listen to this entire podcast and you probably have out your notepad and you've been taking notes. Well, never fear. There is an excellent guide that I've created for you called the Distance Learning Guide for Educators with Children. These are five tips for teaching online while parenting. If you look in the show notes, you will have a link to this guide. All you have to do is click on that link and you'll be able to download this guide and keep it with you just in the back in your back pocket. Just some things to remind you as you are going through the finishing up the rest of the school year and thinking about how you can be the best parent that you can be as well as being the best educator that you can be. So, I want to thank you once again for everything that you've done for your students. You guys are doing a fantastic job. I hope that you and your families are well. Thank you for listening. I love you guys. And make sure you educate on purpose. Thanks again for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes and find all of today's helpful resources that were mentioned. Be sure to download the 30 day calm toolkit that I created just for all of the listeners. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, be sure to rate and subscribe on your podcast app. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio podcast. If you'd like to learn more about me, please head over to my website at brandonhousespeaks.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at B underscore House Speaks. Also, don't forget to join me on my Facebook page at Facebook.com slash speaks. Thanks a lot for listening and remember, educate on purpose.